Clean a ground ball, going to deep short. Take it on the edge of the outfield grass. Long throw. Not in time. He saves the ball, rolls away. And it scored as a single. His second of the day. It was taken deep in the hole. He had uh, one foot on the edge of the outfield grass when he made the Welcome to the BBA Today, your podcast that covers events around the Brewster Baseball Association every day with your host, Yellow Springs 9 General Manager, Ron Collins. And now, let's get on with the show. Hey, and welcome to episode 22 of the BBA Today podcast. Uh, double Lucky 11, I guess it is. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool, too. Today, I have Mike Calvaruso joining me again. Mike was one of the first uh, set of guests on BBA Today and is now coming back to reprise. And I was really interested in sitting down to talk to Mike today because the big news out of San Antonio is a couple of major call-ups of young 21-year-old uh, outfielders. And so I w- uh, wanted to spend a little bit of time talking with Mike about what San Antonio fans can be looking for. Thank you, Mike. Welcome to the to the BBA today again. Thank you, Ron. It's always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so uh, talk to me about these two guys, uh, Pedro Bustamante and uh, Morris. What is what is Morris's first name? I can't Wally. Uh, there Thank you go. Wally um, Morris. Yeah, I think your um, your your first notice was about Morris, if I yes. remember right. That was the first news. Uh, Wayne Morris is what I'm looking. Wayne, at. that's it. Good lord. There we go. Um, you know, the important thing is don't call in late for dinner. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, uh, yeah, that, that been, news uh, came out. He he's uh, hitting two eighty four, three forty four, four fifty one in the minors in Triple A. Uh, pretty solid numbers. What were your what were your thoughts about him? Well, it it, it came down for me when you're looking at uh, the current state of the the outlaws. They're uh, doing quite well against right-handed hitting, but they're they have a definite disadvantage or a definite problem with lefties. I think they're currently sitting. Uh, we're currently sitting ten and seventeen overall against left-handed pitching. Uh, I had called up Tony Vega uh, last uh, a couple sims ago because he had been hitting quite well against lefties in the minors. He gets up, I give him three sims, I think, and and he's he's not doing anything. So in an effort to try to bolster my team against left-handed pitchers, which going back the last couple sims. Seems like everybody else was on the same page, and they threw. I mean, I think I got thrown ten lefties out of twelve starts. It was like, I mean, come on, fellas, give a guy a break. So, looking at uh, looking at Mars' uh, metrics, uh, he definitely has a good uh, stats against lefties, and he and, and good, I guess, uh, numbers uh, to look at as far as as. Uh, uh, abilities against uh, left-handed pitching. So uh, sitting at 21 uh, and what he was doing in AAA, it did, really didn't seem that smart to leave him there any longer. Uh, if Vega had worked out, obviously he would have stayed there until hopefully next year, but Vega didn't, so he got the call. There you go, and you're right in the middle of the uh, right in the middle of the. Uh, frontier crunch when it comes right down to it. So I think yes. uh, I, I assume that the fact that a wild card position is in massive play right now is putting a lot of pressure on you and your front office uh, 
as you uh, talk through things. And yes. just to give another flavor on, uh, I, I definitely understand now looking at your uh, performance, it's not just wins and losses. Wins and losses are always interesting to look at. But if you look at your offense versus left and versus right, I think uh, doing a quick look, you're hitting 277 against lefties, 290 against righties, uh, slugging 409 versus lefties, slugging 494 um, against righties. So yeah, the the offensive numbers are there to say that uh, that a boost from Wayne Morris uh, could be a uh, pretty uh, useful. Uh, powerizer there. <laughs> yeah, it could. Uh, yeah, and, and and even if he's not, you know, you know, setting the world on fire, from what I've gotten so far, even if he just hits decent, it will be a huge boost for us. There you go. And against lefties in AAA, he's um, slugging 484 with a 849 OPS, which is a 119 OPS plus. He certainly should project to at least a league average, if not above um, hitter against left-handed uh, left-handed pitchers. So, Exactly. Talk to me about Pedro Bustamante, though, from the, uh, from the draft in, <laughs> into the frying pan and then into the fire. Well, uh, I think we, had, uh, we spoke about Pedro uh, when we had uh, the, the roundtable discussion, I guess, a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, right after he's he's bumped twice since I drafted him, uh, which is very unusual. I find I've never seen that very often. And uh, get him, I put him straight into AAA, and he just he tears the cover off the ball. And when he came down to it, we just said I, I'm I'm firmly in position for a wild card spot. And uh, before the season. I had a little discussion with with Commissioner Rick regarding Larry Stinson because I was waffling on what to do with him. And I think the conversation was, what's he he helping you sitting there in AAA? (laughs) And it came down to looking at Pedro, the same thought came in is, what's he really helping me sit there when he could help me secure a wild card spot? Uh, Sometimes I overthink things as far as when it comes to the minor league guys. And uh, I've got to try to clear my brain a little bit on things like that. So this looking at him, looking at the team, looking at where help was needed. Uh, I was hitting well. Uh, my pitching is, is doing okay. But having another potential power bat uh, in the right-handed lineup, I, it just couldn't be uh, couldn't be ignored. Yeah. Well, I think uh, that question of need is uh... – is a pretty big one for I think most general managers when you managers when you start looking at that uh, decision to to promote because right you've got this ba- how do you view the balance I guess between um, readiness and need uh, your team last year uh, struggled uh, fairly mightily with injuries and so forth again <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, one of the huge differences it feels like to me, I uh, throw this out and get your reaction. I think one of the big differences in the team this year, uh, you talk about Stinson, yes, uh, but is Ricardo Rivera has been healthy throughout the entire year. You take Ricardo yes. Rivera away from this team and things are not going to look no. particularly bright, right? No. Um, and then we even lost Condo for a little while last year mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and then obviously uh, Carpenter. 
So, uh, you know, basically my top three starters were gone at some point altogether last year, which right. does make things difficult. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, last year you won 58 games, right? You To put that in context, you, you the team is sitting here on July 21st and has already won 50 games this year, so eight more games, one and a half more Sims, and you could already be more successful than last year. My yep. reason to build that up is this question about whether Stinson should have been up last year or not. Um, you know, was he going to take a 50-win team, 58-win team, and build him, build you into a playoff contender? Um, probably not. So right. what you would have gained out of having Stinson up is three wins and lost a year of a 21-year, of a now 21-year-old service time. The other thing that I look at with Stinson is... Um, his performance in AAA was good, but not like obliteratingly good, right? Right, exactly. Uh, he's, he's already put up more war this year in the majors than he did last year. Um, and so from that aspect, if you look at the difference between uh, calling up Morris and Bustamante today when you clearly are in a need versus, um, versus Stinson last year when – he could have hit in the majors. I don't know that it was an actual need for him to be up, right? Right, and that's that's right, and that's exactly what went through my head. Is once I started having the injuries, you know, when I was looking at stints, and it was a matter of, well, why do I want to lose a year of eligibility when he's really not going to make uh, that big of a team impact as far as getting me into a playoff spot? Mm-hmm. And that's and, and that's something I have struggled with is uh, deciding or trying to figure out when to bring people up. Uh, like you mentioned just a second ago, Stinson wasn't exactly batting 600 uh, in Triple A, but called him up and he's he's you know, exceeded expectations and really taken hold. Uh, so you know sometimes you, the little the little green monster the little thing starts ticking in your head. Well. Should you be thinking about you know, promotions differently? Uh, I, when I first started in the league, I tried to take the major league approach and, and go strictly by age. You know, 16 to 18 in rookie league, 18 to 20 in, in short A and single A. And, and, and that, in, in the, uh, I guess, in the game atmosphere, in, in the game universe, that's really not that smart of a move. Then you start looking at how they progress. Guys that go from, say, a three to a four in contact, maybe they're ready to move up. Then they move to a four to five. Then you move them up. But even that doesn't always work out. So it's 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 tricky. It's a tricky thing to look at. Yeah, I think uh, one of the other thing to look at. I think it's a tricky thing to look at too. And I definitely am interested in your uh, reaction opinion on this. As a uh, more established GM, I'm, I'm just now getting around long enough to where I feel like a little bit of an ebb and flow of history, but right. But you've been in the league for probably about twice as many years, uh, seasons as I have. Um, it feels to me like in the last decade, the players who are arriving are younger than they were when I was first coming into the league, right? And so I think that may. Uh, you, you probably need to juggle a little bit differently the idea of age 15 seasons ago versus where we're at today. 
Um, and I'm actually wondering, you know, I look at um, Wayne Morris, and he's developed, but he's not quite developed, right? I look right. at Samante, he's developed, he's clearly going, they seem like they're clearly going to be able to play, but they also, the scouts say they've got a little bit more to go. Exactly. Um, so I think, um, I guess I'll finally get around to actually asking my question here when it comes down to it, is a two-parter. Uh, do you feel that same age thing, right? Uh, do you look at things differently today than you did maybe 15 and 20 seasons ago? And um, as you, uh, as we have these big name players like Morris and Bustamante, who are kind of superstar potentials, but can play in the league before they hit their potential, um, how much does that play in your thoughts and/or fears and/or are, are you worried about that? So both of those uh, questions in, in the same bout. Uh, first part, yes, I definitely have seen a shift in the age that uh, the players are, are, I guess, maturing uh, from their baseball standpoint. Uh, I agree with you 100% because it does it does seem like when I first got in the league, uh, you were looking 24, 23, 24-year-olds before they were quote-unquote ready. Uh, and as far as the second part, uh, you know, it, it, that is a bit of a struggle because in early on, I did develop the philosophy of waiting for the guy to be fully developed, say, in AAA before bringing him up. And as it's gone on, you, know, you, you start thinking, well, maybe am I wasting a year where he could be helping me or wasting two years where he could be helping me? He doesn't have once again, he doesn't have to hit 700. But if he hits. 270, 280, you know, maybe that's a, a difference in five wins. Maybe that's a difference in being inside the playoffs and being outside the playoffs. So it has changed my thought process over the last few years of don't don't sit there and wait for the guy to be all sevens or all eights through the board. Bring him up and let him develop some in the majors. Yeah, yeah my own little take on that is that it adds to the game theory question, right, when – when your um, young kids are able to play before they hit their hit their peaks, um, and the league is so young that it, it just adds more anxiety to the question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, of, of when it when it uh, when the right time is. You know, because in your in your GM brain or in your GM thought, because you are thinking service time. Uh, do I really want to bring them up now? And maybe let him flounder a little bit. It cost me a year when I could bring him up next year and 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 really stretch that that potential out further. It's it's always a uh, it's always a bit of a gamble. It's always a bit of a, a a stressful situation. Yes, but therein lies all of the fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, in in all seriousness, I think these are two really fantastic players, and um, and uh, seems to me like uh, they're essentially ready to roll. And you know, you look at all the little tick marks we just uh, just laid out, right? I mean, are they capable of playing? Are they capable of holding their own? Are they going to provide value? And do you have slots? And do you have organizational need in context of um, uh, getting? The organization a step further into playoffs. 
I think yes. all of those are check mark, big yes check marks, and so I applaud your um, uh, you and your staff's um, decision making <laughs> capability of saying, "Hey, this is this is the time." You know, the worst case, the the downside is always the question of service time, and um, and then the uh, the secondary question of if you do end up leaving someone in the minors too long, do they stagnate and begin to lose anything? Right. Um, you know, you can you can overplay the service time thing. Uh, Stinson's case last year, for example, would not even cross my mind to worry about uh, stagnating in the minors because he still has room to grow. And right. like I said, his numbers weren't dominating. If if you amped his numbers up uh, another ten percent, you'd go, oh my gosh, maybe he's <laughs> maybe he is actually ready to to go no matter what. Um, yep. So. Uh, so oh, anyway, yeah. I, I do think that's the the secondary issue. Obviously, Bustamante and Morris will not be of concern from the aspect of stagnating. How much do you think about the aspect of rushing? Right, is these guys don't feel like they're too too soon. Uh, but I know that that's another question that people run into: is if I promote my guys up too soon, am I going to crash them? Uh, what's your experience with that? Oh, it's it's you know little. I've had good and bad. Uh, I've had, I've rushed some guys up that have, that worked out okay, and I've I feel like I've rushed a couple of guys up over the years that uh, just like that they they you know they tanked or they they froze whatever you want to say and it just they just the development just killed or stopped right there when I, I promoted them to the majors. There you go. Well, you have a uh, a third guy down in the majors right now, in nineteen year old starting pitcher Ruben Vasquez. Yes. Um, how tempted are you right now to to pull him up, or is he quite comfortable down in the minors? What's your what is your uh, current thought, thinking about that? Actually, I'm not very tempted at this point to pull to pull him up, uh, just because when I look at him, I look at somebody that does still need uh, time. Because I, I brought him up to AAA, even though he. He really didn't do that great in, in double A, but I saw bumps in his stuff and his control and his movement. I mean, he's back, he's up to a seven in, in stuff uh, for pitcher ratings. And uh, I thought, you know, maybe that's a good time to go ahead and move him up and see if the move up to triple A will help continue to boost his his uh, his movement or, or his, you know, his growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he didn't really light it up in, in Beaumont. And he's not really lighting it up in Austin either. I mean, he's got a 6.46 ERA, but, uh, you know. Yeah, but if you look at his component numbers, he's actually put up stronger numbers in AAA than he has in AA. His walk yes. rate is uh, probably is too high for the majors, I think, at 4.2, yes. but is better than in AA. His strikeout rate has gone up almost a whole strikeout, and his home run rate has gone down almost a whole home run. So it would uh, begin to make me wonder that his 6.46 ERA wouldn't overly concern me. Uh, nah. but, but, yeah, it does, especially given your staff right now, uh, <laughs> knock on all wood for you and trying, again, not to jinx you too much with your Carpenter coming back and, and Ricardo and Kondo and uh, who's, oh, you've got a fourth Passius, Passius. Pasillas has uh, come out of nowhere and uh, been a uh, just a, a blessing for me this year. There you go. 
So I, with those guys, you know, you start, that's the thing you talk about organizational need. Um, at some point, if, if you had a huge gaping hole up there and you were still in this position to, uh, to compete, it would make me uh, think that you might want to bring him up. But I was interested in your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, if I saw him maybe, uh, bump again in movement, I'd be maybe a little more tempted, but where he's sitting now, uh, I think I have some luxury to wait just a little bit. There you go. Well, uh, uh, thanks for your time here this afternoon talking about this subject. I wanted to get your hot take on the hottest subject of the moment. Um, <laughs> literally 15 minutes before we went on air here, the big Don Smith to Phoenix trade uh, came down. So give me your, your one-liner, two-liners. What's your, what's your thought on what that's going to do to the uh, Frontier race and to the conversation inside the San Antonio front office? Uh, there were a lot of four-letter words. Uh, and there was some, I think there was some throwing of instruments across a room. Uh, it's, you know, it, 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 it's a sad thing in a way. I, I'm happy for Phoenix, but dang you guys. I mean, can you, does, does the frontier, do we have to be the hardest dang division in the entire freaking league? I mean, really guys, come on. Well, you know, the Heartland had to move Don Smith to the frontier for you guys to begin to catch up a little bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, it's like, man. So it just, it just, you know, it's a, it's a great move for them. Happy for them. Not happy for me because that just puts another strong starting pitching candidate that I'm going to have to face all darn year. There you go. And uh, Phoenix at 46 and 51 is uh, down register a little bit. Calgary at 49 and 48 is a shade below you guys right now. And you're all tied up with Boise and Vegas, essentially. And uh, it's going to be a really exciting mess to uh, be on the outside looking in. Uh, Good luck going forward. And again, thank you for your time here today. I appreciate it. That's bottom. I appreciate your time, Rob. You've been listening to the BBA Today, a podcast that covers the Brewster Baseball Association every day. Music is Bold Statement, available at FesleyandStudios.com and used with attribution. Be safe and well, and we will hear you again tomorrow.